Welcome to this week's episode of Hindsight Movie Podcast. This time we are discussing Sex in the City, the movie, directed by Michael Patrick King. And Alyssa's got some background information on this movie for us. I do. So... I hope you all know that this movie is based off of a TV show, also named Sex in the City. It was on HBO for six seasons, I believe. Starring, wow. yeah, I know, right? A long time. Uh, Do you know when it ended? Do we know where this falls in the chronology of the series production? So after... Yes, so chronologically, it's after the series ended. Okay. Um, let me That's look what up. it seems like. Yeah, the actual year that the show ended was in 2004, and this movie came out in 2008, so a decent hmm. period of time between the end of the show and the movie. Anyway, the movie, as well as the show, stars Sarah Jessica Parker, Kim Cattrall, Kristen Davis... Cynthia Nixon, uh, Chris Noth, and then Jennifer Hudson and Candace Bergen are in this particular movie. Uh, but I don't think they're big parts of the show, if they're in the show at all. I'm pretty sure Jennifer Hudson was not in the show at all. Um, it's one of those movies that, like, there was a lot of negotiating beforehand just to get this movie made. So the TV show had four women, and they're all, you know, like this group of friends. They hang out together, do all kinds of stuff. So they're all co-stars, essentially. But towards the end of the series, and I think for this movie, Sarah Jessica Parker uh, became an executive producer, which means that her paycheck went up substantially, presumably because she was putting money up front to make the movie in the first place. Um, okay. But that also required some of the other actresses to want to renegotiate their own contracts. So, <laughs> classic. Right, as usual. So, to get all of that in order, it was um, a little bit of time before they could actually make the movie, um, you know, before everyone was happy with it. Otherwise, like I said, this movie just kind of picks up where the show leaves off, as far as I can tell. It's a couple of years later, but otherwise, like, they're all still friends. I don't know if anything dramatic happened at the end of the show. It didn't seem like it in this movie. They're all just hanging out. They started with, what was it, Samantha moves to L.A., so they explain that she's out there, but otherwise, everybody's in the city, being New York City, obviously. Um, yeah, that's... Most of the major stuff, it was, uh, let me look up the budget here, $65 million budget, made over $400 million worldwide, so definitely a success. Uh, it's a very long film, it's like two and a half hours, so I thought it was, <laughs> it felt like two and a half hours watching it, in my opinion, but before I get all into that what do you think matt to preface this we uh neither of us have watched sex in the city the series so for this theme we did three movies from tv shows one of them the in-betweeners where 
one of us watched the series, and then Trailer Park Boys, where both of us has watched, have watched the series, and Sex and the City, where neither of us has watched it. And then as far as this movie goes, I think we are going to be interesting, interestingly divided the way the audience seemed to be, because this has a 49% on Rotten Tomatoes. And from what I can gather, Alyssa, you did not enjoy it too much, correct? No, I did not enjoy it particularly. So I have to like check my pulse or something, because I didn't hate it. I feel like I should be gravely concerned about that, but to be honest, I kind of enjoyed it a little bit. Interesting. So, <laughs> so why don't you tell me what you didn't like about it, and then I'll try my best to defend the movie, but I don't know if I'll be able to that well, but we'll see. Well, first of all, I just think the whole premise is stupid, like, all of their problems in this movie seem like stupid problems or easily fixable problems. Aside from the whole, uh, I don't remember her name, the red-haired lady. Miranda. Who's Miranda, whose husband cheats on her. Okay, that's a bigger one. Yeah. But all of the rest of the problems seem very stupid and easily fixable. So I didn't really enjoy the plot, per se. I thought all of the performances were extremely wooden and not convincing, like chemistry and just the characters themselves. Um, again, except for Miranda. I actually liked her. I like Cynthia Nixon. Um, yeah, she's the character that like stands out in my mind yeah. from the movie. I mean, yeah. I think, yeah, she was the most compelling. It almost feels like, weirdly she's the protagonist in the way because the first actual conflict that arises in the film is first of all it's 35 minutes in oh god but it's also like her her problem with scott it's not even related to um sarah jessica parker's character right who Who i think is sort of set up as the primary character in a lot of ways um but back to her again Miss Big or Mr. Big or whoever the fuck he is, he's <laughs> terrible. He Chris Noth, I'm sorry. I don't know if he's good in other things, but he is awful in this movie. He has there's just nothing. He's just nothing all the time. And they have no chemistry and he's not interesting and he can't deliver a line and I just cringed every time I saw him on screen. <laughs> I felt so. like that was the point. I thought that he was supposed to just be this laid back kind of chill dude that, uh, you know, didn't give in to her hysterics at any point just because he kind of went along with it. Yeah. I mean, if, if that's what you got from it, that's great. <laughs> Maybe that's what they were going for. I so just... you don't think you thought that Samantha, um, I don't know the actor's name but you uh, saw, that's thought that Kim Cattrall okay so you thought her performance was wooden uh not necessarily I guess she has more charisma than most of them I thought I don't like her character hmm but I thought yeah she's more interesting than the other ones uh Sarah yeah. Jessica Parker and what's her name 
I gotta look it up since we're using the names now. Ugh. <laughs> Chris I just and Davis. I can't remember all the characters. Names. I thought they were terrible. I mean, maybe again, maybe it's the directing. I don't know, but ugh, they were just so nothing to me. I could not be less interested. I mean, nothing happens to Kristen Davis's character the whole time. She's really just there, so you can't blame her yeah. too much for that one. Sarah Jessica Parker, I don't know. Maybe she's, I don't know. I didn't think she was good in this movie, that's for sure. Yeah, I'll give you that one. I'll give you those two. But yeah. I definitely thought that uh, Miranda and Samantha were compelling. Yeah, I, I guess Samantha's but, not necessarily compelling, but she yeah. was entertaining at least. Although, so back to her, I thought some of her, she was the one that was most noticeable to me that like did the like, oh, friend laugh, you know, like when they're all in a room and they're like, hee hee hee. Hers felt the most contrived. Uh, that little scene that she had when she got fat, I was like cringing the whole time. I was like, this is not believable or interesting or any of these things so i think she has moments like when she's being charismatic it works but she can't land any of that other stuff at least not in this movie the only one that i thought gave a really good performance in this movie was cynthia nixon okay and maybe her husband i can't fight you too much on that (laughs) so if you put aside I mean, you say the premise is stupid. Do you think that's just because you don't relate, or do you think it's just they don't I, like the conflicts don't follow any rules that make any sense? You know, I don't live in New York City. Like, I'm not a rich person with like rich people problems. So maybe these rules follow those kind of rules. I don't know. But to me, it seems like for the most part, a lot of these conflicts that they kept having were fixable with Can just like a straightforward example? conversation. Like oh. uh, about the wedding stuff, For first of all, like the whole wedding situation, like, oh, we're having a big wedding. We're having a little wedding. I want this. I want that or whatever. You know, she can't make up her mind. And then they just never talk about it. She and Big never talk about it. And then he gets cold feet for like three seconds and comes back and she won't talk to him again and they break up for six months. I and did like, think it would have, I mean, yeah, like, if anything, you already have all those people there. Right, like they're there, he comes back, like just go in late and get married or whatever. It's not like he actually abandoned you. Yeah. You know, he comes back. Right, I mean, I thought the biggest problem was that she had all these people this whole big thing and mm-hmm. um you know it'd be humiliating to actually be left like that right but that's not actually what happened to her yeah but i don't know i mean it's hard to marry somebody who just had cold feet about it yeah i mean ever i think everybody gets like you know wedding jade jitters or whatever and yeah but his went beyond wedding jitters i mean but he came Seems back. Seems like is he the left. Point. Yeah. I feel like if you come back, like you mean business, you know, because otherwise you just wouldn't come back. I would think. Because it's probably harder to come back. Right. Yeah. Than to stay away. I would think so. Like it's easier to ghost somebody, I think, than just to 
come back yeah. and face your problems. I still think it's hard to let that go, though. The fact that they had such a serious doubt that they left in the first place. I mean, that can't just be cleared up in a few minutes of I know, but he wanted to, like, to have a conversation about the whole thing, and she wasn't available, like, at any point right. to do that. So I just feel like most of that could have been fixed by a couple of honest conversations. Yeah, but she also claimed that in the end, like, towards the uh, end of the movie. Remember, she said it was my fault. I know that. she never just talked to him. I just feel like it's stupid that it took her six months to figure that out. I mean... But don't you feel like that's She's a 40-year-old realistic? woman. I know, but people make mistakes, and they are stubborn, and they think they're right for a long time, and then they have some time to reevaluate i mean i guess that's i guess that's kind of what i liked about it even though like it seems like yeah it's rich people's problems but it almost felt like a realistic ish approach to relationships i feel like a lot of times there are those just miscommunications and things that are complicated and they seem easy but only to the people on the outside hmm yeah. Which I, f- and I, I feel like you don't really get that in a typical romance or romantic comedy or whatever. It's usually something big and relatable to everybody. Right. Um, and in this case, it, there were more nuances to the difficulties that these couples are having. All right. All right. I'll give you that. I'll give you that. And we did get to see a variety of relationships and relationship problems. Yeah. All the way. I also like that. Yeah. I guess Kristen and her husband didn't really have any problems, but, you know, they had a baby. And then. Yeah. Obviously, Miranda has a lot of problems. And Samantha really only has one problem, which is she's not getting any. So. Yeah. So those are different, you know, that affects different people different ways, I guess. Mm-hmm. Yep. I don't know. I mean, at certain points of the movie, I felt like I caught myself smiling. Interesting. I don't know. It seems so pandering, but I just, I just gave into it. I just thought all those scenes where they're, like, together and, like, giggling, or, like, one of them yeah. says something and they all laugh, just felt so contrived to me. I, I get, yeah, I mean, as far as their friendship goes... I don't know. It's weird. You would think that would be what the movie would be about based yeah. on the fact that that's the you know, the main cast of the series and that's what the series is about, I assume. Right. It doesn't feel like it's really about their friendship though, the movie. Yeah, it's kind of like four separate stories. Mhm. And they well, just sort three, of intersect really. at points. Yeah. But I think some of it was uh kind of wholesome. It was funny how the Miranda Scott thing resolved in a really wholesome and touching way, and then they just transition to this disgustingly graphic sex scene. Oh, yeah. I just and had I was flashbacks like, of that, and I was like, oh, I God. I was like, wow, that, that is, that's so a little tender, much. It was so tender, and then it's just like full <laughs> frontal and yeah. sweat. and that, that was odd. I thought yeah. that was a very odd choice. I don't know who that appeals to, really. Right, and it doesn't seem like the type of sex that you'd be having if you just reconciled with somebody either, <laughs> if I'm being honest. 
<laughs> That's true. It seems a little it's, impersonal, I gotta it say. It is. It was so graphic. <laughs> yeah. I, it was just so out of place. It was jarring because it's really the only, like, aside from Samantha, you know, watching her neighbors, it's really the only scene like that in the movie. Yeah. Yeah, that was odd. And it makes me wonder, like, that was the point where I really wondered who the target audience was is for this. Right. I mean, I assume it's fans of the show who I assume would mostly be women. Right. And I think there was a lot of fairly graphic sex in the show. Everybody likes that? I don't know. <laughs> I, <guess laughs> I mean... So. I feel like you see it a lot in whatever, Game of Thrones or whatever, but right, it feels like the target audience is more broad. Yeah, and in Game of Thrones, too, it's like everything is graphic, you know? Like yeah. The sex is graphic. The violence is graphic. There's blood everywhere. We watch people's throats get cut open. Then yeah. we watch dudes, like, banging in the background. You know, it's like... Right. It's all to the extreme like that. And it is a little jarring when you come from, like, this tender family moment to, like, hardcore <laughs> banging. <laughs> yeah. So. so, I don't know. It leaves me with a lot of questions, just that moment. Yeah. But I suppose, I guess that's the thing that was surprising to me, because I feel like I am definitely not the target audience. Yeah. But I find myself enjoying most of the movie despite myself i don't know you know like middle-aged women are holding up the uh i don't even think it's softcore but you know like written porn you know all the little like porn yeah. novels that you can buy at walmart i think they're really into that kind of stuff so maybe that works for their target audience yeah but you think they would want something more tender and passionate like in you know I mean, maybe, but I guess, I guess if their target audience is Samantha, maybe not. Yeah, I suppose. Yeah, odd, or the Fifty but... Shades of Grey people, because I don't think that's like tender or loving. I haven't read it. It's not from what I. I hear. mean, I've seen all the movies. It's not tender necessarily, but it's more like. It's more uh, movie magic, kind of right. more exaggerated. This was like really just down to earth grungy it looked like there were two people having sex in that bed like yeah like if you like told me that was a porno clip and not like two people just acting i would have probably believed you yeah which was that's what throws me off about it right but okay i guess we've given that enough time of day yep (laughs) Well, it is, it's, the movie's called Sex in the City, so... Fair enough. I it's mean, do you feel like they just had to fit that in there? Because they were I, like, oh, well, we've been missing half of our title. I mean, maybe, because nobody's banging in this movie for the most part. Just Samantha's neighbor, so... Yeah. They gotta get it in where they can, I guess. Yeah. Okay. So, did you notice something weird about, I guess, the way... I guess it would be the writing. Um... And I guess the editing as a result, I noticed they kept doing this weird thing where they would have a conversation and then it would sort of end. And then they'd have another scene right after where they pick up the conversation again. Like when she was on the phone with Samantha Mm -hmm. and then Samantha's like, 
I have to go. And then picks the phone up right again and calls her or whatever. It was like, why do that? And then she, uh, Sarah Jessica Parker and Big were having a discussion about the wedding. And she walks like out of the kitchen or whatever into the bathroom. And then their conversation picks up again. It's like, why not just keep this in one scene? Right. Well, maybe they didn't know how to do the, uh, those like walk and talk scenes. They hadn't watched enough West Wing to keep it moving while yeah. she's going between rooms and stuff. Needed Aaron Sorkin for those scenes. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, I didn't really notice that until you pointed it out just now, but yeah, that seems odd. And now, because yeah. we're like used to people, we're used to following conversations, not people so much, you know? Like in a lot of TV shows now, I feel like that's a really popular thing, you know, the like tracking shot where people walk yeah. and walk and walk and talk and... They go through all these different scenes, but they're having the same conversation. Yeah, it made me wonder if they put those scenes in after or something. Or I mean, they could have. Who knows? It was odd. So you think if you disregard the subject matter, you still don't think it really looks? It really works as a movie, necessarily. I mean, there is an arc. It's a clear arc. There's not a ton of plot holes if you think, you know, people's relationships function this way. So I can't ding it too much on plot other than I don't like the particular content. I still think the editing is weird and the acting is very stiff. Mm-hmm. Despite the subject matter. Okay. Well, I bring up the subject matter itself independently from the movie. Um because I think that leads into our conversation of how similar this might be to the show Mm -hmm. um, and how it would appeal to that audience. So I guess we obviously don't know necessarily the subject matter of the show. We can have a guess based on this movie. Right. But I want to read a quote from Roger Ebert himself when he was reviewing this movie. Okay. He said, This is probably the exact Sex in the City film that fans of the TV series are lusting for, and it may do $50 million on its opening weekend. I know some nurses who are going to smuggle flasks of Cosmopolitans into the theater on opening night and have a gal party. So, he seemed to, to feel that this was mainly aimed at those who enjoyed the show. Right. And so it's hard to say whether that would have come to fruition, but I think we can say if we necessarily didn't love the subject matter, I guess you didn't, Alyssa. Right. Theoretically, that could be the only drawback to the movie that we know of for sure, really. I mean, if it's a movie that was made for the show audience it seems like it struck that chord so from what we can tell from what we can tell roger ebert seems to think so so yeah i i guess maybe it succeeded in its primary goal yeah you would think outside i don't know i can't i still can't get over the whole the acting (laughs) 
I can't get <laughs> But fans of the show would have been used to those But they would have been anyway. used to that, yeah. And they would have been used yeah. to the way that they write conversations and the way that they all, like, giggle contrivedly together. Yeah. So I wonder if they would have been used to the pacing because two and a half hours for this movie, I mean, honestly, nothing happens in the first half hour. No, at all. So I wonder if that's just to warm the audience up to like the style of uh plot this is where i mean really the first half hour is just about clothes and fancy new york apartments and just the glamour of it all right setting the stage for yep the the basically the tone of the film and what you're to expect that particular part seems to cater just to fans of the show Right. In which case, I don't know. I mean, you think that's a good strategy? I mean, I have this inkling to say no, but it made over $400 million. So I sort yeah. of feel like for this movie, maybe it was a good strategy because they were so tuned into their audience. Like they knew the people were going to go see this movie. You know? Yeah. And it worked, I mean, it, so I can't say that that was a bad decision. Yeah. So when we're talking about their target audience, they seem to have nailed that target. Right, and it was Which, a big enough audience that it still made them so much money, even if, like, I would never go see it. Yeah. So, so do you think it would be safe for us to say that in this case, they weren't trying to appeal to a broader audience, like maybe we saw with um trailer park boys yeah i don't really think that they were i mean i think maybe broad ish audience if you're talking like all women of a certain age because i think yeah you know plenty of women could probably relate to this movie but i don't think that they went far out from what they normally did yeah it seems like they toned down the sex a little bit aside from that scene that we have discussed (laughs) Like, they talked about sex a lot, but there really were very few sex scenes in this movie. Yeah. Um, And I think that's probably just for ratings and whatnot. And also, like, how many sex scenes can you put in a movie that's this plot heavy? So. Right. At least it went for a plot. It did. It had had an arc. Yeah. I mean, yeah, overall it's well-structured. Just the pacing might be a little slow. Yep. Unnecessarily slow, but... Okay. Well, why don't we give our rating out of five stars, and I don't know. For this, I don't know if it's necessary for us to give our favorite part. Um, but let's let's give our rating out of five stars. All right, you go first this time. I was going to give it a three, I guess, because... Um, I mean, I guess I would want to give it a 2.5, maybe, but overall I kind of enjoyed the characters and kind of the plot, but I definitely wish it wasn't nearly as long. And the weird thing is I just, I just feel like I was more invested in this one than I was in the Trailer Park Boys movie, which is fascinating because I actually like Trailer Park Boys, the show, and I don't know anything about this show. But it seemed to me like they 
again hit their they they knew what they were going for in this film whereas i feel like trailer park boys are uh well not so much the in-betweeners but and we'll get into this uh when we do our wrap-up episode comparing all three of the movies but i felt like this one knew what it wanted to do and accomplished it so i want to give it three out of five you talked me up to like a two so (laughs) i know i give all all, i give all these movies a two but the caveat is that i was going to give this movie not a two before and i I give it a two now well i have to say i'm pretty satisfied with myself yeah yeah so the plot if i yeah if i can get over the whole like i think their problems are dumb the plot works and there were i don't know i really liked watching miranda for the most part i'll give you that like she was an enjoyable part of the movie to me even if she was frustrating at times like she had a compelling character and that was enough to keep me interested in the movie to watch the whole thing so nice okay that's that's fair so yeah two solid two all right great well, if you have anything to say about this movie, and especially if you were a fan of the show and want to enlighten us on uh, what you th- how you thought this measured up to the show, that would be great for us to hear. We would love to learn a little bit about the series. So please email us, hindsightmoviepodcast at gmail.com, or tweet us at hindsightcast. And um, please don't forget to rate and review on iTunes if you are enjoying the podcast and on behalf of myself and Alyssa, thank you so much for listening and we will catch you next week with our wrap-up episode where we compare all three of these tv series movies and talk about what we learned um watching all of these catch you next week